Welcome in, everybody, to the Football Monsters Podcast. Got your host, Devin, today, and returning is my special guest. I've got Peanut coming in from the All About the Birds podcast. How's it going, Peanut? It's going pretty good. How you doing, bro? Dude, doing good, doing good. Um, excited Let's to talk do some it. football. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. You know, excited to keep this going. You know, last episode, we talked about the Cowboys and the Commanders. You know, and now we're coming into the uh, the Giants and then the uh, Eagles, and I think you might have a little bit to say about the Eagles, huh? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, um, you know, you guys can come follow us on all our social media platforms. We are the Monsters FB and Peanut. Where can they find you again? T Sports Media Network. For sure. You know, they, they took the time to come out here and uh, talk with us today, um, talking about the NFC East. And, uh, you know, please go give them a follow. Watch their uh, watch their stuff, man. You know, like it's football season. We're almost here. We're just, you know, this is the last month, the last month without football. And I'm stoked. Uh, how about you, Peanut? I'm stoked. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know what's weird? I've never, I've never, I, I'm 42 years old and I've never had an off season like this off season. So this off season completely blew the lid off of what I think, or what I thought the NFL could produce. So it's, it's going to be an exciting season, man. I know we talked about it a lot here. You know, uh, we started in our episodes a couple months back, you know, when some of the big news, you know, before the big Deshaun Watson trade and then all the Deshaun Watson news broke and, you know, some of these other blockbuster trades, obviously we'll talk about one big one, you know, um, when we get to the Eagles, um, but yeah, man, it was just, it was just nonstop move after move. And like, I was like, I almost like had to take it, set, take a seat and take a breath. Like it was just nonstop moves. I agree. It was crazy too. Cause, um, like I, I would be at work or something and I would get these texts and I'm like, that, that, that didn't happen. Right. And I look up and I'm like, oh my God, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, like we said, we already spoke about the Cowboys and the Commanders, um, so we still got the Giants and the Eagles, and I think it's about time we can talk a little bit about the uh, Giants. So uh, they had a, you know, I, I, I feel they were a little a little more quiet than everyone else. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, th- this off season, um, obviously, you know, um, I still have hopes for Daniel Jones. There's times where he's looked very promising. Um, then there's times where he, you know, trips himself running, you know, a wide open touchdown. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> do you ever, do you ever, hear, you ever hear the joke where they were like, um, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this. Uh, uh, Danny Jones had to run to the shower, but he tripped on the towel on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so accurate. And, and the thing <laughs> is like, he, he is a good quarterback, but he just, ah, I don't know. Like. His decision making sometimes, and I guess maybe it's kind of the thing we were talking about with Carson Wentz. You know, sometimes maybe yeah. I think he just tries to do too much and doesn't, you know, put his trust elsewhere. I, I you know, what I think about Dan, like he's one of those guys. Danny Dimes is what they call him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure, I'm sure his arm is on point when it's practice time and it's like run through the plays. He's doing great. The problem with him is it's all mental. Like yeah. he's one of those guys that just breaks down during a game when when you when you really need the guy. So I think the guy's talent is there. I think he's uh, athletically gifted. I think he's accurate. 
when he when he's in a calm situation. But everyone knows what the NFL's like. They're gonna blitz. They're gonna they're gonna put pressure on you. They're gonna show you things that you haven't haven't seen. It, it, he he just like literally breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, I agreed. And you know, a lot of that too is um, he really hasn't had a great you know running back field the past few years. Um, you well, know, with Saquon being I, injured. Um, yeah, that, yeah. You know, that, that that's really hurt because he hasn't really had that stability of having that same guy, uh, you know, to be able to hand the ball off or to, you know, be able to block there for him. Um, so, you I, know, I agree. You know, so that that's definitely been a big hurt for him. Um, and, you know, the more I've been watching, you know, pictures posted or practice, you know, Saquon looks like the best shape of his life. He's talking about how he. he, he, he he looked like that every year, though. That, that is that is true too. That is very true. But he's talking, you know, he's finally talking about how you know last season, especially, he just didn't quite trust his knee, and now he's finally learning, you know, kind of trust that a little more. He's able to take the cuts and you know know that he can hold up. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, we'll see in a game time situation, full contact. If he goes to make that cut, you know, gets you know tapped any which way, is he gonna you know crumble like his body seems to always do? Um, right. You know, and, and let's hope not because, like, the guy is an absolute beast and he's so fun to watch play. You know, him and McCaffrey both are just two running backs that you just love to watch get the ball because it's amazing what they can do when they're fully healthy and making the cuts and the moves that they can do. Totally agree. And he's from my area, too. He's from the Whitehall, Lehigh Valley area. So I, I root for the guy 100%. The problem is, is I, I don't think he's the main problem. I think the offensive line has been the biggest problem yeah. with the New Giants. Yeah, no, I agree so there. So when you don't have guys blocking, it's like there, there's like maybe two running backs, and maybe I'm dating myself. <laughs> Probably dating myself, <laughs> but two running backs that I know that can run without a line is Barry Sanders and um, Walter Payton. Yeah. So when you have guys like Saquon, you you give him a line, and this guy's a problem. Yeah. So I I think honestly, like injuries is an issue. But I think the major problem that the Giants really had was that offensive line. Yeah, agreed. And I know they, uh, you know, um, brought in um, Glowinski from Indianapolis. Um, I think that's going to be a big, you know, help there at right guard for them. Um, right. You know, so that kind of helps, you know, give them a little bit more, um, you know, stability on that line, um, you know, which is definitely a huge thing that they need. And then what, Evan Neal was their draft pick this year, right? One of their first rounders, right. I think. Yeah. So that right side of the line is looking much better already, um, you know, so, I, you know, um, which is good for them. And then, I mean, granted, I know Kenny Galladay's old, um, but, you know, he still has, you know, a chance to still be a pretty good wide receiver th for them. But then, I mean, you've got Sterling Shepard, um, Kadarius Tony, if he can get his head on right, I don't know what's going on with him. And then, <laughs> you know, even draft and Wandell Robinson. I mean, they have a really good receiving core. Um, so, you know, they, they have the opportunity. Um, it's just, can that whole line hold up for them? And then I still think their defense is going to be a big thing. That's going to hurt them. Yeah, I agree with that one, but you, you know what you, you, Rome was not built in one day. So I see what they're trying to do. So cool. I, I, if you're, look, it's, it's the NFL, you're trying to score some points in their mind. It's, when you watch a giants game, expect scores to be like, 27 to 34 or you know what i'm saying it's right. going to be in a high range hopefully for them right hopefully not for 
Yeah, I, I will say, you know, with the the couple moves they made on the offensive line and then even, you know, like I said, with Wondell Robinson and some of the other stuff, they definitely, you know, have they're looking at that more of an offensive standpoint. Um, you know, when I sit and think of guys like the Bears who went and grabbed the Colts defensive coordinator as the head coach, and then they do nothing for Justin Fields. You know, so <laughs> you, you got to kind of find that balance. And, you know, you still see some of these teams kind of struggling on, do we go more offense? Do we go more defense? You know, they're kind of, you know, like you said, Rome's not built in a day. They're trying to get the pieces in place. But it's just a matter of, you know, trying not to use up guys like Galladay or Barkley and some of those guys in their prime in the process of doing it. Are you as surprised as I am that Barkley's still on the team? I am. I actually, uh, with everything else, um, you know, and how they really needed to solidify some stuff, he's definitely the biggest trade piece they have. And especially with the way this offseason went, I really thought he was going to get moved to someone like maybe even Buffalo, like a team that just needs a running back. And, you know, it, I just, I really surprised that Barkley didn't get moved. I agree. It was one of those, like, he's still there? Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think out of this division, this is definitely and you know we'll do a little quick little ranking at the end of this episode too. You know for but I mean I, I obviously I think the Giants are going to be the last place in this division. I think they still um, they're going to have some like surprise games. I think I think there's going to be some games where we think they should have you know easily lose and they're going to come out and surprise some people against some you know pretty decent teams. But all in all. I agree. All in all, they just they just have a few you know missing pieces that are still going to really you know hurt them in the long run. I agree. They're they're a Ferrari with three wheels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I can uh, I can agree with that. All right. And now on to the Eagles. And now on to the Eagles. So I'll, I'll just I'll just quickly start, you know, kind of say my piece here on it, and then I'll let you take it away with this. Since the Eagles, I mean, yeah. this is why you're here. So, I mean, I obviously I really like this offense. Um, I liked this offense last year. Um, you know, even you know, like from off season before all the moves started happening. Um, Devonta Smith, I really enjoy watching him. Um, he might be one of the best guys that can, you know, route run with as far as cuts and everything else like that goes in the league. Um, right. You know, and then, you know, him and Jalen Hurts have the chemistry that they have too. And I just, I, I think Hurts with what he can do, he reminds me, obviously I'm not going to put him on the same level, but he reminds me of like, he's trying to be like Michael Vick. And I, I think he's <laughs> still, you know, he's still trying to get into that role a little better in the NFL. Um, but, but, but then bringing in a guy like AJ Brown, you know, so now what, so you double team AJ Brown and you leave Devonta open to do his thing or vice versa. Like you have an absolutely ridiculous one, two punch and wide receivers there. Um, I agree with that. You know, and I love Goddard. Goddard's a great tight end. You know, um, there's a reason you let Ertz walk is because you have a guy like Goddard and you know, you don't have to pay two tight ends that big money. And then, I mean, even Quez Watkins has really started looking up as far as everything goes, um, you know, from what I've been watching through some of the practices and stuff. Um, unfortunately, like the one thing that I think as far as anything goes, Jalen Reger, you know, that big, you know, <laughs> big pick, and he never really, you know. Um, you guys also got Zach Pascal, who I loved watching it in Indy. So you guys have a very <laughs> deep wide receiver core. That's the name. The Pascal name is – I feel like, you know what – 
and not to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. But, you're um, good. I mean, yo, Indy, Indy could use Rager, by the way. If you guys need him, we'll take a seventh. <laughs> we'll take a seventh. As a matter of fact, we'll give you a seventh. We'll give you, you a seventh to take him. We'll give you the seventh. You take him. We're good. I, I think. I think what what the Eagles did with Harry Howie Roseman did was brilliant. What you do is you rebuilt the re, the receiving core. You have the you have the the name the AJ Brown who's who's obviously going to demand some attention. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to move that safety over there, and you have Smitty on the other side. He's probably going to get you know. Listen, what what he did was brilliant. So the person that I think is going to be the person to watch is Pascal. I honestly do like I, watching. And mind you, I never watched indie games, but mm-hmm. I watched on them. What I watched from him was, man, this guy like he fights for every yard. Yeah, this guy is he's he's a he's a baller. You added a baller as the third option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I think they did was brilliant. So you add the one, you already had the two, and in the one already said the the two was the one. So he's a, he's a he, he's a a, a, a a team player. So. When you add that element to the offense, if you fail, you you know what you know what Rodgers would do to be on this team now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you think about like the NFL and and, and quarterbacks. And a year ago, he 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 would have like he would have just poo pooed on his team. Like ah, I wouldn't do it. I bet you next year, if he had the opportunity, he would do it. You have the you have the offensive weapons that you need to win a game. So. I'm glad you touched on that, but I think Pascal. Am I saying it right? Because you're you're an indie fan. Yeah, yeah, Pascal. It, it, okay. Yeah, Pascal. Pascal. Okay, I was saying, I was saying Pasquel. I'm Hispanic, so I was like, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that guy is going to be the guy that's going to be the guy that wins games. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be the one that no one covers, and they don't realize that this guy's a problem too. You know what I'm saying? So. It all comes down to coaching in this situation and quarterback. Yeah. Like if 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 our coach cannot put our team in a position to win, there is no excuse. You have the offensive line, you have the running backs, you have the tight ends, you have the receivers. Um really honestly, this is like a make or break season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that. And and I don't even think so much is just for the Eagles, which, I mean, obviously it's a team as a whole. But this is definitely a make or break for Jalen Hurts. Um, oh, you know, like, like I said, I'm high on him. I uh, I actually just traded for him in one of my big dynasty leagues. Um, I, I, I'm very excited for what he can do just because he does have the legs. You know, like I said, he kind of reminds me of Vic with being able to scramble and do different things, but he also can still throw really well. Um, he just... When you have guys like A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, like you absolutely have an open field at some point. There's some point that you're going to have somebody open downfield. And, oh, if, you, know, you know, if he can't take advantage of that, like he, he doesn't deserve to be here. So when it, yeah, Exactly. Well said. I think what happens is like I think people forget football is a four-dimensional sport. Mm-hmm. So it, it, not only is it just like the arm strength, the legs – or the weapons, I think sometimes it's all in the mind. Like if a quarterback can read a defense, 
set your offensive lineup to to pick off a, a blitz. I think everyone's like, you know, you know, he's been coached by his dad. He's been coached his whole life. And there's moments where I watch games with him, and and I love Hurts. Don't get me wrong, I love him as a leader. I love him as a person. But there's times where I'm like, there's lapses in his judgment. Mm-hmm. There's lapses where instead of going one, two, three, he goes one, half a two, and he starts running. Right. Up the ball off. You have you ha- you have guys open. I've been to personal games where I'm like, all right, this guy, right, he's open. Five yards is better than no yards. Agreed. I think his main problem, honestly, is not his arm, not his legs. Not the offensive weapons. I think a lot of the problems that that Hurts has is is mental. Okay. Thinking, finding finding the guy that that should be open, beating the defense, finding the situation that's best for him, just to get a yard. Now look at Carson Wentz, and I, I I'm gonna be the first to say I loved Carson Wentz when he was here, but when Hurts got his back broken, that was a bad move. Mm-hmm. He just dumped the ball off because he was like, all right, well, that's four yards. So I, I, I have a problem with Hertz's mental, um, basically his, his, decision thought, making. his decision making isn't the greatest. Okay. That's the only problem I have with Hertz. I'm, I, I can definitely agree. And I, I can see that, you know, and I think the thing he needs to look at too, and it happens with a lot of the guys. I know you have guys like Lamar Jackson who kind of, you know, go against the grain and can run and run and run and never seem to get hurt really. Um, but you look at guys like RG3, um, you know, even go back to the Colts, you look at, you know, Andrew Luck with that offensive line that was just atrocious where he had to run some and scramble. You have to be careful because you have to realize that you are not just the franchise guy, but you're that leader. And when you go down because you decided you needed to scramble for a yard and you take, you know, uh, a shot to the back and, you know, hurt a kidney or, you know, you know, that's doing more than just hurting you at that moment because that puts your whole team in a bind. Because now, you know, granted, I like your guys' backup. I like the signing of Gardner Minshew. I, I, I liked Minshew <laughs> with what he had, you know, in Jacksonville. Who with, doesn't like Minshew? Exactly. You know, <laughs> so obviously in the event that something happens to Hurts, you know, I think Minshew can definitely do it. But you still have the guy who, at that point in time, you always have a guy who's coming in cold, having to try and, you know, you know, possibly down the line, you know, like – the game could be on the line and you have a guy coming in cold. It's never a good situation, you know? So I I agree with you on that one, you know, so you have to be smart and you have to understand like, okay, AJ Brown's not open. Devonta's not open. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to run. You still have Miles Sanders who can catch out of the backfield. You have Goddard. You have to know. And like you said, you have to read where, you know, what coverage am I looking at here? Where, where's the openings? You know, is the safety playing deep? That means I have that. You have to be able to see that stuff. And if he doesn't start picking up on that, that's where he's really going to, you know, struggle. I have a real problem with people saying, and mind you, I I love her. So look, I'm critical over my family. My dad, he's an ass sometimes. (laughs) It's okay to, it's okay to love someone and say, you know what? You're messing this up. Right. I think, the biggest problem I have with him sometimes is you, you look, everyone's acting like he's a rookie. Sometimes it's, it's not, it's his third year. Yeah. It's his third year. And there's certain things where I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? And everyone's, well, you know, it's only his first year, but no, no, 
now what Harry Roseman did was brilliant. There's no excuses. Yeah. You have to go out there and you have to produce. And if you still make the same mistakes, I got two first-round picks for next year that I can trade up to get the quarterback that I really want. Right. Or it, 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 it's, it's, from an owner's standpoint, it's, it's basically like a free year. Yeah. If it don't work out, we have everything else. All we need is a quarterback. Right. Oh, I, I, I love Hurts. I, I just have a problem with, A, his decision-making. B, I have a problem with the whole, like, it's his second, third year. It's like, nah, man, come on, man. Here, here's the only thing I'll say as far as, you know, him going into his third year, and, you know, obviously not to make excuses, but I know I was listening to some other players talk about it. Um, you know, some veterans talk about it and even some of the, you know, rookies like, you know, Jonathan Taylor is one. Obviously, I watch a ton of his footage and stuff. And because of COVID, the year that they came out and then even, you know, transitioning with the way practices were done, it really did put a damper on them. Um, you know, they weren't able to learn the playbook as quickly. They weren't able to get the, you know, hands-on training and practice like they needed to. So it did kind of, you know, there's times where I'll put a like asterisk next to the third year for Hertz or, you know, some of those guys just because they did come into the league at a really rough time when, you know, the whole world was flipped upside down. So you're one of those like LeBron one in the bubble. It's all good. <laughs> hey, I, I, I like LeBron. Like, and let's be honest. The more I've been watching it, like, I think both his sons are gonna break pretty much all his records anyway. So we don't have to worry about it. You know. I agree. Uh, but it, but no, it's, it's frustrating though. It, it is. It is. You know, it, it's frustrating to see a guy that you know you feel like has that crazy amount of potential, but still kind of comes lackluster with the bad decision making at times. And I think that's going to grow. And I think, you know, Devonta was a rookie last year. You now have a good veteran like AJ Brown. You have Devonta really starting to get you know the feel of this you know the speed of the NFL. But with AJ Brown being there, being able to help coach and talk to him, you know, about what he's going to do and kind of get that familiarity going, as well as even bringing a guy like Gardner Minshew in to bring that veteran presence at quarterback behind him, I think that's going to help Hurts all in the long run. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. The only thing, and maybe this is just me talking from a fantasy perspective, and I, I can't get this out of my head, is I still <laughs> don't know how I feel about Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell situation. Oh, I, here, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I think Miles Sanders is one of those home run hitters. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't have that line in front of him, He's not. And you know what's weird? I don't think Miles Sanders scored a touchdown last year. If I'm no, no, right. yeah, yeah. He he was he was held touchdownless. He had the yards, he had the, the opening. I think he, that's another thing. Decision making. Mm -hmm. I think there was this one play where um <laughs> this is funny as hell. Where where Kelsey is like running up the field and he literally is like pointing behind his back, like run this way, and Miles runs towards the inside. And as Miles get as he gets tackled, like Kelsey's like, dude, why didn't you go this way? Yeah. So what I what I what I what I'm taking from is the Eagles offensive line is is tearing it up. Mm -hmm. All those running backs look great. It don't matter who you, I can run I could run running back and at least get five yards. I I, I know I could and I won't I won't make that claim. <laughs> You know what? Here on your show, I'm claiming I can get five yards behind. That line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think 
I think sometimes when people look at like games, they don't really look at every aspect of the game. Right. And when you have an offensive line, you have you have you have this center running toe to toe with the running back twenty yards down the line. I think honestly, like if if we had a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, if we had a guy that was Jonathan Taylor, if we had guys like that, I think it would be a touchdown. Yeah. There's no question. So I think Miles is talented. I think he's fast. He's athletic. But I don't think his decision-making is as – I don't think it is on par with those that are elite. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. And, and I mean, you guys still do. I mean, he's your third string. But, you know, as far as a, a receiving back goes, I mean, Boston Scott has done a ton of great things from the – you know, as a receiving back for them as well. Um, great. You know, you know, and, and Gainwell's still young. You know, even Miles Sanders is young. Um, and like I said, it, maybe that's me more of a fantasy standpoint with, you know, looking at some of the points or, you know, the, the heartache of, you know, dra- drafting him and, you know, getting kind of upset throughout the season. But I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean, the, you know, that I, like I said, I, I really like this Eagles team. Um, granted, you know, like we've said several times here, this is her year to really, you know, prove it. Um, they have done everything, um, that you could possibly ask for a team to go out and do for you. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's his, uh, it's his division to lose. Hey, we talking a lot of offense. Let's talk some Eagle defense. Yeah. Let's, let's talk it, man. Let's hear it. it. Let's do it. The steal of the draft, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did get, uh, oh God. Why did I just forget his name? Why did I just forget his name? (laughs) Help me out here. Steal of the draft. The the linebacker, dude. Oh, N'Kobe Dean. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. I I had to think for a second. Yeah. Yeah. No, I – so my girlfriend is a huge Tennessee fan from Tennessee, you know, right down near Chattanooga, near the border. And – all of her uh, parents' friends that come over for the games and stuff when I go to visit are huge Georgia fans. So I had to watch a lot of Georgia games and stuff too, you know, and we were focused. And, man, Dean is just like – I understand that his 40 time was slow, but his gameplay time has nothing. Like, no one is on his level. Like, I just – I could not believe that because he was, what, third round? Yeah, third round. Yeah. And, you know, and he should have been a first rounder. Well, you know, he had, he had that, in, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did have the injury. This is, what I love, this is what I love about the NFL. It's like make or break, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we, we draft people, not we, because me and you are just talking. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but, like, NFL teams draft people based off of, like, what they could be. This is one of those situations where it's like, wow, how did he fall? How did he get to the point where we can get him in the third round? Right. So, I like what Howie look. A lot of how I'm a Howie lover. <laughs> I, I I feel like honestly, like the team is moving in the right direction. We plugged everything that we had to plug in, and then we went young. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the NFC East teams are trying to plug things in, but they're not really like thinking about the future. They're thinking about now, especially the Cowboys. Yeah, they want to go now. They want to go now. They want to go now. And they fell back by doing that. That that move made him 
fall back on that one. Right. But mind you, I'm not saying we're gonna win right away. We're not. But and I'm I'm I don't play for the Eagles. I'm sorry. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> I am not a player for the Eagles. I keep saying we like like I'm a part of the team. <laughs> but I like that we started addressing the, these these holes. Young talented players have nothing but the roof on top of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, they uh, – I can't believe I was forgetting about Nicobe Dean. Yeah, that, that's definitely was a huge pickup for you guys. Um, and, I mean, you guys already have a really good, you know, Hassan Reddick, Darius Slay, already some big-name guys, you know, even TJ Edwards um, that can really make the plays for you guys. And, you know, I, I'm really excited to kind of see, you know, what that team can continue to do. But I'm really, really excited to see what Nicobe Dean's going to do and just to really make people, like, eat the fact that they let him go as late as they did. Eat some crow. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a very promising team. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we'll, I'm getting ready to go ahead and bring that up, but uh, I, I've got them winning the division. You know, I, I think it's theirs. Like I said, to lose. Um, I, I do. Th- I, I do think the Cowboys will be pretty close to them, just because it kind of seems what the Cowboys always do. You know, they're they're close to the top, but always kind of you know decide to not be Great. America's team right at the end. You know, going rankings here, you know, I'll go, uh, I'll actually go last to first here. You know, I, I still, like I said, I think the Giants are going to be the one to, uh, to struggle the most in this division. Um, they just, I, I think the offense could be decent. Um, the defense still needs a lot of work. Um, you know, obviously the offense is really going to focus on, you know, if Barkley can stay healthy as well. Um, so I've, I, I've got them, you know, coming in last in the division. Um, I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to come into the commanders well. I think it is going to be a nice, fresh start, having a new coach, complete new area. Um, but I still think they have a few bugs that they're going to have to work out. Um, I still think they'll be a pretty decent team. So I've got them, you know, coming in third. I've got, like I said, the Cowboys in second. And then I've got the Eagles. Uh, I got the Eagles as a playoff team. And, you know, I have them as a pretty promising team this year. You know what? It's weird because I would like to agree with you. Um, trust me, my blood tells me that, but I have the Cowboys at first. I have the Eagles in second, slight second. Okay. And I have the Washington Commanders and then the Giants. Okay. So, yeah. I, I just think, I just think, you know what, Dak, Dak is, his, he's established. And so that I is, think- that is true. And, you know, kind of what we were talking about, you know, with you guys going young, um, the Cowboys kind of plug and play with the, you know, a little more veteran talent. Um, that could definitely be the thing that kind of helps set them over the edge. Um, it's it's just really it's really going to depend, I think. Like, and it's you know it's hard to put this much pressure on one player, but I mean Jalen Hurts is going to be the it factor for what the uh, Eagles can really do this year. Totally agree. You know that was the NFC East. Um, I, like I said, I think this is going to be a very interesting division to watch. Um, I still think even with the Giants be saying they're going to be in fourth, I still think they're going to have some big upsets this year. And I, I'm really, I'm really excited, you know, for the football season to get here, um, you know. And once again, uh, Peanut, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your day to come in here and talk some NFC East, talk some Eagles football with me. It's nice to sit and talk uh, with uh, somebody that's passionate about a team, you know, like I am with my Colts. I, lo- I love to hear that passion come through. And so I, I really appreciate you stopping in, man. Thanks for having me. I had a good time. This was fun. Hey, I appreciate it, man. You know, maybe we can have you on a little, uh, you know, mid-season, kind of have you talk back again here with us. Please uh, do. 
Once again, though, you can follow us at The Monsters FB um, on all social media and any podcast platform. And once again, where can they follow you at? The AT Sports Media Network. Watch us. Please subscribe. We are begging you. We are poor. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, hey, you heard it, guys. Get over there and let's all help them out. Um, but yeah, so hey, once again, Peanut, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, that pretty much brings an end to this one. So uh, thanks, guys, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.